Hey there, it's uh, Connor again, and we're back for the second installment of Life Advice from a 31-year-old broke single guy sleeping in a hammock in his parents' backyard. Um, I'm calling this particular segment, uh, <laughs> wait, people are listening to this? Uh, not really. It's got a better name that we'll get into in a second here. Um, last night was the first really cold and damp night outside. And it was a good reminder that you can be unhappy with the cold and grateful for your blanket. Uh, first off, speaking of grateful, I want to say thanks to the people who reached out or commented on the first blog. It did much better than I was expecting. We're up over 100 total plays on the podcast. And uh, that's all very exciting. And I mean, you know, I feel a little bit of pressure here knowing that people are actually listening to me. Like, it's easy to be stupid in front of an empty room, right? I, I thought about the obvious next thing to talk about, and it actually, it is obvious when you think about it, um, at least from where I'm standing right now, which is when you're down, don't give up. Don't give up. Everything else starts from not giving up. One more minute, one more step, one more minute, one more step. I promise you, you can go farther and longer than you think. I mean, you might have to reevaluate your goals, change some plans, reorient yourself, but you know, try to keep keep or maintain momentum, get it going again. Uh, to quote Winston Churchill, which is apparently not cool anymore, uh, if you're going through hell, keep going. Actually, I guess it was more, if you're going through hell, keep going. Uh, you know, because he was British and British people sound like that. Um, yeah, millions of people have made it through worse than I'm going through or you're going through, guaranteed. Uh, mind you, I don't say that to get you to, to get down on you or get you down on yourself or feeling how you feel about your particular circumstances. There's nothing wrong with, you know, when you're in a position that sucks for you, um, admitting to yourself or even voicing the fact that, you know, it sucks. Uh, it's just, I think it's good to keep in mind that generally speaking, if other people can do something, if other people can survive something, if other people can triumph or, you know, persevere through something, then you probably can too. Uh, on that note, the best thing you can do when things are going wrong, in my opinion, is to take stock of things that are going right. Um, you know, don't forget what you've got. Uh, and this isn't merely an emotional exercise, although it probably wouldn't hurt. You know, this isn't just me saying, you know, look on the bright side. I mean, I'm kind of looking at this from the perspective of almost survivalism. Inventorying the tools you have at your disposal should always be your first step to solving any problem, you know, in life, at work. You know, if your plane crashes a million miles from civilization, although that would be like the moon. So, um yeah, basically, unless you're Matt Damon, that one's not going to turn out very well for you. Anyway, yeah, inventory what you got. Um, you know, a while back, which was like two podcasts ago, but a while back in time, I said that I understood for the first time why people committed suicide. Not mind you that I was in that frame of mind. The mindset just finally clicked for me and it never had before because I was looking at this seemingly insurmountable gulf between where I was and where I wanted to be. And I, I try to be a realist about 
you know, the practical side of things, but like deep down inside, I'm very optimistic about, you know, the world and people and the potential to better everything about both of those things. Um, but I looked at where I was and I went, Oh, and I just, it, it made sense. Um, if you are in that place, I would just point out that most people who survive a suicide attempt uh, say afterwards that they are glad they failed. Uh, one story that particularly sticks in my mind is this guy who decided he wanted to live about a second after jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, obviously, uh, he lived, but you can bet the last like two, three, maybe four seconds between the uh, the bridge and the water were very, very long seconds full of regret for that guy. And of course, he did survive. So, you know, good on him. Um, seems to me it's a sort of situation that's just better avoided. You know, like you don't need to figure that out after you've jumped off the bridge. Just go ahead and assume it'll be that way before. Um, besides, if there's like a single thing indicated by a uh, thorough study of human history, besides, you know, beware strangers carrying pointy things, it's that no such thing exists as an insurmountable obstacle. When all said and done, a problem is essentially just a scenario which exceeds your ideas for handling it temporarily. The solution is coming up with newer, better ideas and following through. And it's not about the big changes, it's about the smaller changes. Sometimes you just wipe the slate clean and start over, but most of the time it's just the accretion of small changes in habit and direction that get you where you want to be and where you need to be. Um, I'm not exactly uh, living my truth on this right now as a uh, I guess the kids may say these days, since my days are spent split between about 75 different projects, you know, I'm, I'm juggling uh, as many things as I can trying to uh, get everything together and get on with my life and get it headed in a direction I want it to be. And that's okay. Um, <laughs> this is one of those projects. And so far it's been fun and it's trying something new and it's gaining experience in something I don't have a lot of experience in. So all of those things are nominally good. Sometimes you've got to juggle. That's life. Just, you know, don't lose sight of um, forest for, I guess, the bowling pins or whatever. Uh, you're going to have moments where the sky falls. You'll be caught in a storm above the tree line, pelted with sleet while the thunder and the lightning crash around you. And it seems like the world itself has taken a moment out of its vast and nearly endless existence to try and murder you in particular. <laughs> that's, that's what life is. But chances are you'll make it. And you'll never feel more alive than you did in that moment the storm broke. You know, that breath between, am I going to make it through this? And holy shit, I made it, has got to be the single greatest feeling in in existence. Um, I use a lot of hiking and camping metaphors, partly because, I mean, this is at its heart a... Um, a site about various kinds of travel. However, I may digress 
in into other things temporarily. But uh, I want to talk about bushwhacking, which is just hiking without a trail. You know, one thing I always do before I go bushwhacking, and I'm going to say that word a lot because it's fun to say. I mean, if you want to pause this and just say bushwhacking like three times, like bushwhacking, bushwhacking, bushwhacking. It's, it's just a fun word to say. Anyway, one of the first things I do before I go bushwhacking is look around my starting area. I pick some landmarks out, the biggest ones, the most prominent ones I can, and I remember where they are in relation to one another. And in that way, I can get back to where I came from later on just by comparing the positions of, of these, these landmarks. It's just lining up the picture with what it was when I left. I didn't invent this idea. Um, I'm pretty sure this method of navigation is actually older than humans. Uh, by a fair margin, you know, I'm, I'm willing to bet Homo erectus had this one locked down, if not uh, one of the Australopithecines, at least, you know, the brighter ones, the, uh, the 4.0 Australopithecines. Uh, however, it's a nice metaphor. Like, don't forget when you're looking for where you're going to look at where you are. Uh, for all that I'm not in a great career place, I'm otherwise in a pretty amazing place. I've got people who care about me, and I'm still getting writing work, which feels great. I guess, like, the single thing I just added in, because it, it, it was just one more thing to throw on that pile to make the uh, the title funnier. Um, but pretty low priority right now, you know, dating. I've been on a few. I don't worry about my future in the dating world, but, um, you know things like locking down housing and a decent job and progressing a little bit in my career are all a little bit higher up. So I don't even know if I'm going to bother with the romance and all this at any point on this podcast, but there I go. I'm digressing again. Let's bring it back to uh, bushwhacking. Bushwhacking is just a word for hiking without a trail. And that's pretty much how life works. Now there are a bunch of handy trails to follow. I mean, if you want to be an accountant there's a pretty well-trod, straightforward, well-marked trail with plenty of company for you to follow. You know, you know exactly what you need to do and where you need to go to get where you want to be. If you're determined to go through life on your own terms or down some less common path for whatever reason, well, you're going to spend some time backtracking. That's the downside to trying to forge your own way, right, is sometimes you mess up. You don't have the benefit of the wisdom of everybody who's going with you and everybody who's gone before you to help you chart that course. You have to do it on your own. And no matter how good you are, and this is important to keep in mind, no matter how good you are and no matter how hard you try, sometimes you're going to get it wrong. And you should at least be try to be prepared enough that when you get it wrong, it doesn't destroy you. But you also just have to be ready for the idea that that is also a possibility. You're going to bust your butt getting 90% of the way to the top, to whatever your goal is, then have to scramble all the way down again and take a different route because right there at the end, there was something too big to get through. Every so often, you're going to reach over a blind ledge and grab a cactus instead of a rock. Then you're going to have to cling to a cliff face while you yank barbed spines out of your hand with your teeth. Am I being metaphorical or relating something that actually happened to me, you might ask? Yes. Um, beware of cactuses on cliff edges. 
faces, ledges, whatever. Cact any cactus you can't see is a danger. Let's leave it at that. Um, point is, it, the more you're determined to go your own way, the more you're going to have to overcome unplanned obstacles and all the joy and pain and accomplishment and sorrow and frustration that go with it. Um, and while we're on the subject, inventory your weaknesses too. Be honest with yourself. Even if you don't share them with everybody else, be honest with yourself and maybe even a little bit more critical than you need to be. Um, if it helps, label them areas where I need improvement instead of, you know, weaknesses. I mean, me, I tend to get distracted, as you may have noticed, as I've gotten distracted four or five times going through this podcast, even though this is one of the first ones that I've bothered writing a script for. Um, and on, on more serious notes, I, I tend to withdraw when I feel like things aren't going well in my life. I pull away from people I'm close to and try to solve my own problems rather than spread them around on other people, even though in many cases, this doesn't, this isn't a good thing, right? The damage I'm doing to relationships for, with people who don't necessarily understand why I'm withdrawing is going to outweigh whatever damage ever would have happened by me going, hey, I'm going through a thing right now, bear with me here, and then potentially, you know, being aware that I have weaknesses or perhaps even offering to help. Um, so, you know, that's a thing to work on. Um, there's other stuff, but one of my other weaknesses is that I don't like sharing personal details or problems as we've discussed. Um, and I think I've done pretty well. So, um, deal with it, I guess. Overall, and the point I want to make really just want to hammer home in this whole don't give up, uh, podcast is little changes. Everything seems so big from the bottom, from like, if you're trying to tackle the whole thing at once and we've been conned, I think because of that into thinking we have less ability to change the world or ourselves or our place in the world than we do because we try to change something and it doesn't change anything right away. And we wander off to the next thing because it didn't work. And it's not exactly a secret that most things worth doing are hard, but I'd go one step further and say it is difficult for something to be worth doing unless it's difficult, which may not have been the best way to say that. Actually, there's an error in my script here. So it actually says it is difficult to for something to be worth doing unless it's difficult. So I think I did pretty good considering the word salad I started with there. Um, but my, my point is, I mean, things are barely worth doing if they're easy to do in most cases. Um, although maybe that's not true either. Because almost everything's easy to do, and this is the point, if you divide it up into small enough tasks. Um, I guess what I, I guess the right way to say it is that even with the easy things, we should pour enough of ourselves into the things that matter that it's a challenge. If, if it's important enough to be important, then it's an important enough thing to pour as much of yourself and your effort and your will and your ability into as you can reasonably spare. Um, and that's true of things that help you and of things that help other people. 
We get one shot at this, and it would be a real shame if the whole thing was easy. So not giving up isn't just the first step. It's, it's part of every step, start to finish. You know, you always keep one eye on what you want and one on what you've already got, and you'll, you'll be fine. Me, I, I just tell myself every day better than yesterday. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it off with that. If you go to the blog article, which will have um, an admirable level of concision, if that's a word, compared to this podcast, but we'll be lacking a lot of uh, bonus tangents. Uh, what it will have that this does not is a link to Frank Turner's Little Changes, which is a song and music video that I like, that seem to fit this theme very well. And uh, anyway, yeah, I'm Connor, and uh, it's uh, it's really cool that people listen to the first one of these. I hope people listen to this one too. Thank you if you sat through all of this and all my tangents and all of that, and I will be back with more shortly. And um, have a good day or night. It's like one in the morning here. Um, yeah, that's it. Adios.